Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. We're your hosts this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for letting me come into your world, Chris. You are welcome. Look at your your face is even on yes, the door. Yes, it is. It's also across the table from you, but anyway. <laughs> Never mind that. So we're broadcasting today from the Pastoral Center here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Every other month, Dr. Bergwald is kind enough to join us. It feels longer than two months, though. Did were we oh together in January? Gosh. Wait, no, February. February? Oh yeah, February. probably we were. Okay. Yeah. Right. Before Lent, and almost Lent's almost over. Yep. Yep. So, let's get started with a prayer. That'd I found. Do we want to do family strength or career? Strength. Okay. We're approaching the end of Lent. We need to persevere. Amen. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, I pray that you will give me strength to be strong for you in the world today. Lord, you know the struggles that I will face today. Be with me as I go through them. Carry me if I am too weak to move. If I stumble, if I stumble in them, forgive me, Father. When I succeed in them, I will praise you. You are worthy of all praise and honor. Amen. Amen. Name, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, so we've got a good show. We say that every day. Good show. But you know when we good pl- show when we plan the show, we think they're all good. Right. I think we need to do one show on accents. <laughs> <laughs> mine would change throughout the show because well, I don't mine really know. Would mine would too. That's true. That's very true. You'd, Turn German and Irish. And yeah, und Russian. <laughs> and Italian. Okay, let's go. Right. Let's go. So, Phil Carlson, he's here to be evaluated for his... Don't do that to <laughs> Phil. You be nice, Heather. I'm kidding. Phil Carlson, Let's, thanks for joining let- us. <laughs> hey, Good Phil. morning. Listen to listen to Chris. All mercy. It's all mercy this morning. It's all <laughs> mercy for you, Phil. Unlike all the other times that you and I interact, this time it's all mercy. <laughs> no, Phil, I... Phil. Just explain to our listeners, Phil. Uh, and this is public knowledge, so I'm not divulging right. something. But Phil is studying as a permanent deacon candidate for the diocese of Sioux Falls. So I teach in that program. So I, I get I get to be with Phil. Actually, I've been with Phil the last couple months, a couple times. So. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So that, you, get, you get to know all of the incomers. That's the, fun. the incomers, and then I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. It is a joy to get to meet good men and their wives like Phil Carlson. Cool. Well, tell us a little bit more about yourself, Phil. Well, you might recognize my Russell, South Dakota accent. I I didn't know there was an accent unique to Russell, Phil. I'm going to do the Black Hills accent. Chris, you do the Minnesota. Okay. (laughs) So the first tell is that you pronounce it Russell and not Rosholt. Oh, yeah. So the correct pronunciation is like spelling raw, R-A-W-S-A-L-T, Russell. That's how you pronounce it. Russell. Russell. Yep. All right. Thanks. Thanks so, for that accent lesson, Phil. All right. Thank, good having you Amen. on, Phil. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, so, I'll let uh, you continue. Moving along the timeline here, I met my future wife in the Black Hills in the summer of 82. It's a good year. We got married in 1985. Her name is Pamela. Uh, we have two beautiful daughters that we had in college, uh, and they have two children each. So we have uh, four grandchildren, two boys and two girls. And when I left uh, college, I had a regular Army commission in the, in the Army, and I served as an infantry officer until 1999. Uh, while we were stationed in the National Capital area, I joined the Knights of Columbus. I did not become very active at any time during the time I was in the military because we kept moving. I think we moved a dozen times in 10 years. Wow. And then at Fort Riley, uh, we landed in some post housing that was right across the street from the Catholic Church on, on the fort. And we had a great experience with an Irish, a legitimate Irish priest. <laughs> His name was Father Pat. And my last Army assignment was at the SDSU Army ROTC Department. <laughs> and then uh, my first gig after the military was starting a restaurant, which didn't last that long because I loved it, but my wife and daughters did not. <laughs> so, so we moved on. And pretty much ever since then, I've been in the insurance industry. I've been a Knights of Columbus agent for about 17 years. And... My first calling towards the diaconate, I would say, was in 2013. We actually had uh, Deacon Roger Height come and visit us in our house and lay it all out. And it was 100% clear it was not the right time. And uh, so the next calling came along in 2020. And I think it's really cool today. We've got Chris on the radio, and then uh, Bishop DeGroote's going to be after mm -hmm. this session. And uh, I got to take part in the ordination there in February of 2020. And Chris came to town for Day, a class. Two days later. That, yes, I do. Yes. yes, I do. What was You're the name famous. of that class? Well, that one was on the role of the bishop. Uh, but, I, okay. I, but, I, but I remember that's not what struck you. I, I don't remember what you've shared before. Well, but I you know. started it off with the role of clergy, and you started with the deacons, what yeah. their role is. Mm. Yep, yep. And so our first break, well, let me back up a little bit. Sat down at this round table. I'm going to back up a little bit more. Sorry, <laughs> my grandson. My grandson had two basketball games that morning. One of them was in direct conflict with this class, with the esteemed Dr. Chris Bergwald, and the other one was at 12 o'clock after the class was over. So I'm being completely honest when I say, if there was only the nine o'clock game, I probably wouldn't have attended. But I knew I had the 12 o'clock game that I could go that I could go to. Hmm. And so I uh, sat down at this round table, and a couple of brother knights who happened to be deacons from Huron were sitting there, so they were on my left. Then Father Terry pulled up a chair right to my right, and Father Andrew pulled up a chair. <laughs> uh, he was still in Brookings at the time, so I had two deacons on my left and two priests on my right at the time. Hmm. I, didn't, I didn't think anything of it. And uh, at the first break, Father Terry leaned in. He said, hey, you ever thought about being a deacon? And I said, yes, I have. And I was trying to make a funny, and I said, if I were to go through this, Father, it'd be nice to have a wingman. So he pointed over at Brad Weeman, who's in the same cohort. He said, well, Brad's already signed up. <laughs> so 
<laughs> That's crazy. I got a chill. I got a chill in my spine, and I shared it with my bride, and she was all fireworks and and wrote nine pages for our application, and so we've been off on a tremendous journey ever since. That's awesome. Wow. And that's totally yeah. not even the reason we have you here today. Right. But I love that. It's I a love great story. That. Great yeah. story. I love it. Well, the reason we do have you f- here, Phil, is that you... Now, I have to ask, did your wife grow up in the Black Hills, or was she going to school? No, no. We were in a youth seminar where a big yellow bus picked us up along the way. <laughs> she got on in Arlington. I started in Sisseton like at 5 in the morning, and we trucked our way out to the Black Hills for a... Um, Farm Bureau Youth Seminar. Okay. Mm. She did not want to go. She did not want to go. <laughs> well, the but reason her I... parents made her. Her parents <laughs> made her go. How about that? Yeah. Good. good. Thank God for her first, parents. They got their first in-law from it. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> well, the reason I'm asking is because you belong to a group in Brookings that uh, does mission trips in our very own backyards. Um, and I love that. I absolutely love that. So tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Um, I need to give you a little backstory. Uh, I'm a history major, so please pardon me. Pardon me. I got to paint the picture. Um, I can go all the way back to 2015 when I was on a walk in the middle of the night. It was bitter cold and my feet hurt. And what came to my mind was I was so jealous of Simon of Cyrene. I wanted to help carry the cross. Hmm. And then a voice, it wasn't audible, but I felt it. And it was walk with me. Hmm. And I had this cross that's about 12 feet tall, made from barn wood from the barn that was on the farm that I grew up on. And I had it in my garage. I didn't know what to do with it. Fast forward to 2017. The Columbia Magazine had the Black Elk story of his canonization. I had Mm -hmm. folded that over and kept it because I'm a pack rat. (laughs) And in May of 2020, I saw the Good Red Road documentary. And I said, I got to find that magazine. And there it was Mm. with Nicholas Black Elk. And I just... That was when I knew that cross that was in my garage needed to go to Black Elk Peak. Hmm. And I knew it wasn't going to happen in 2020 because the pandemic was raging. Right. And so I just kept praying on it and trusting (laughs) that it would come together. And then uh, we had our Knights of Columbus convention in April of 21. And and the first two men that I talked to, they were in. Uh, one of them is from the Black Hills. His name is John Gelson, and the other one is the uh, past state deputy, Paul Lambert. Um, and so I uh, I made my own pilgrimage with the folks in Pine Ridge in June. We did ours in July, and I'll come back and give you more details of that. But that led to a friendship with Deacon Bill White, who you've had oh. on this show. Mm-hmm. And over the time... Uh, we've had a closer friendship, and he was so gracious to come and visit us in October of 21 to screen the Walking the Good Red Road documentary, which he did. Um, And at that time, 
my idea was uh, because we had helped sleep in Heavenly Peace in Brookings, I asked Deacon Bill, what do you think about delivering beds to Pine Ridge? Hmm. And he said, well, if we told everybody, you'd have a thousand requests. And I said, well, I don't think we can do a thousand right away, but let's get started. And uh, so as it turned out, we did the fundraiser from October to the uh, beginning of December. We built 50 beds uh, and got mattresses, bedding, um, and volunteers to put them all together and haul them out there. And that's what we did on the 17th and 18th of December. And we were blessed with good weather, which was very helpful. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it's been a great, it's been a great experience. It was totally dependent on folks like Deacon Bill. Uh, We worked with Father Ron Seminera at the Kyle Parish and Sister Barb, who's uh, headquartered out of Oglala. And uh, so everything went way smoother than I could have hoped for. The only thing that went wrong is I lost my key to the trailer Oops. at our first stop. <laughs> well, I thought I lost it. At the second stop, I realized I had shoved it into my coin pocket. So it was all good. Hmm. Well, if you're just tuning in, folks, we're talking with Phil Carlson this morning and talking a lot of, about a lot of different things about his uh, short journey to the diaconate. Um And now we're talking about their mission trip that they do to Pine Ridge and um, Sleep in Heavenly Peace, which is a mission that makes beds. And so, Phil, we're just starting to dive into that. So we're going to take a break. Um, and when we come back, let's dive a little bit more into the mission trip to Pine Ridge. And then let's uh, talk about the pilgrimage that people can join you on to Black Elk Peak. So folks, stay with us. More Real Presence Live right after this break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. 
I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I am Heather Caro. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. We're your hosts today, broadcasting from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We've been having a great conversation with Phil Carlson. He is out of the Brookings area. Just sharing with us a little mission trip that they go on um, in our own backyards over in Pine Ridge. So, Phil, you were talking about how you bring out beds um, to folks in Pine Ridge. So tell us, what are the living quarters like for some in Pine Ridge, and how important are these beds? Well, um, from the outside, they look kind of rough, some more than others, but I was very blessed and we were all blessed on all the on these crews that did the builds uh the people were very welcoming um what i felt was very similar to what we felt when we did our first pilgrimage where uh the people of black elk they see us as members of their family Mm. and you you just get that feeling and the kids are just amazing they just you know, have so much joy, and uh, one of the older children even helped make a bed, and it mm. was it was great. Beautiful. So you have a plan to go out again this year um, to uh, set up some beds before the pilgrimage up Black Elk Peak. If people wanted to donate to the cause, is there a way they can do that? Yes. Um, my email is pastoral at stmbrookings.org. Okay. Pastoral, pastoral as in pastoral ministry, P-A-S-T-O-R-A-L. Yep. Okay. Okay. At stmbrookings.org. Okay. And our mailing address would be Knights of Columbus, 1700 8th Street South, Brookings, South Dakota, 57006. Well, and each the... bed is looking. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Each bed's looking for. Each bed. Each bed is looking to be about three hundred dollars, and so our goal is thirty thousand in fundraising, so that we can fully realize the goal of delivering a hundred beds this June. Wow! So June is when you're going out again. <clears throat> yes, June the twenty third and twenty fourth are build days, and then the twenty fifth is going to be our hike up. Black Elk Peak. Well, and I, I, the reason I wanted to talk about live in heavenly peace or sleep in heavenly peace is because I just wanted to encourage some of our listeners that there are missionary areas that we can go to in our own backyards. And just to encourage people, give them Phil's example of how he is helping and how that his group is helping. But can you give us just some words of wisdom of why in your own backyard? <laughs> Um, they're all around us. 
Right. And we just need to we need to be in that beatific vision. And I I can confess that I have become selfish with my time, and I only want to spend my time with people who are poor in spirit. Mm. It's so rewarding. You, you mm. just you have to take the chance because mm-hmm. God always surprises you once you do that. You know, Phil, I, I, what's really striking to me in what you just said and some dots that just I'm connecting myself right now in my mind and even more in my heart, um, selfish with our time. You know, Lent, the three spiritual practices of Lent are prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And usually when we think of almsgiving, we think rightly about ways that we can help people materially or financially. But but it might all, might be that maybe in addition to the, the ways that we're called to do that, maybe we're called to help people with our time, mm-hmm. uh, to give mm-hmm. them our time. And that might be as simple as, my in my case, my wife or my kids, giving them my time instead of being selfish with it. But as you're saying here, maybe I'm called to give my time to those who are in need in whatever ways around me, whether it's material need or, mm-hmm. or emotional need. So that's, I think just as we're approaching Holy Week, just a good reflection on how we can continue after Lent is over, once we're in the Easter season and and beyond, Mm -hmm. maybe late June, maybe some of our listeners, um, particularly those in the Brookings area, but anywhere, uh, might be be called by the Lord to participate in this pilgrimage that you'll be making. Thank you very much. So tell us about the pilgrimage... Yeah, up Black Elk Peak. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Okay, so the plan here is the 23rd and 24th of June to be delivering beds. And we want to start early in the morning. And for those who are listening, we won't need help with that part because we already have crews that are from the Black Hills. Some will come from Brookings. If we get too many cooks in the kitchen, it'll just uh, (laughs) not work as well. So please pray for us. But if you would like to participate in a prayer service at Black Elk's grave, that will happen at 3.30 each day, the 23rd and the 24th. And at 4 p.m. on the 23rd, there's a Mass in Manderson, which is just a couple hundred yards away from Black Elk's grave. So that could be something that, that people would like to participate in as well. And then on Saturday morning at 5 o'clock in the morning... The Knights of Columbus will step off on their hike, and we will be back and uh, uh, able to take part in the Pine Ridge uh, event that they do every year. They started off with a mass at 10 o'clock at the base of the trail. So mass at 10 o'clock, and then they're going to do their hike. But the Knights of Columbus, we're going to start at dawn, basically, so that we can be done before the mass starts at 10 o'clock. I'd be late for wow. that mass. <laughs> so, I've, you I've mean late that for hike. the hike? I'd be, yeah. I, that's, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's okay. I fully acknowledge it's not for everybody. That's okay. Well, and it is a tougher we, hike, and it can be done, but um, it is right. one of the and harder the, hikes in the Black Hills. And we're also, by that by doing it that way, we're, we're uh, lessening the congestion in case. Mm. I know there's going to be some brothers coming from North Dakota. They've told me they're coming for that. So I don't know how much the word's going to go out. It could be double, triple, quadruple what we did last year. So um, who knows? 
Phil, talk a little bit about how so this isn't just a hike. It's really a pilgrimage. Can you explain right. how so this Barnwood, hike becomes a pilgrimage? Yeah, well, that, that, that uh, Barnwood Cross is what we carry, and we do stations on the cross on the way up and the way down, but it's also in keeping with a vision that Black Elk had while he was still a medicine man that took him to that very peak and once he became Catholic, he had come to the realization that a vision that he had of a tree of life was actually the cross, and that he had seen Jesus in a, in a vision as a medicine man. And from the point he took the name of Nicholas on the Feast of St. Nicholas in 1904, that point forward, he was preaching, he was catechizing, and... He's been given credit for 400 conversions and baptisms into the Catholic faith. Wow. Wow. Incredible. So how can people find out more information on how to join you for that pilgrimage? Um, we have a website that just got put up. We have more details to put into it. It's not fully up to date yet, but it's www.tiny.com. URL dot com backslash Nicholas Black Elk. Okay. All right. Perfect. I also heard that you planned a little something for special this morning. <laughs> Are you prepared for that, Phil? Oh, yes. Okay. Hold on a second. <laughs> I got Chris, my. Uh, Chris is going to join him. Gotta... <clears throat> All right. So, this is a song that I wrote back when Deacon Bill came to visit us. And uh, I'm not going to do the whole song because I don't have it recorded yet, but just a little taste here. All righty. All right. And, and this right, was written by go. you, right? Yes. Awesome. Can you hear my guitar? Yep. yep. Nicholas, his name at baptism. Black Elk is Oglala name. Unity he saw in vision. We as family are all the same. Each step we take can be a prayer. Each breath we take, your gift to us. You knew us in our mother's womb. Father, accept these prayers we made. Beautiful. Wow. Thank you. So Deacon Bill is working on finding me a drummer. Once I get a drummer, we're going to record it. Cool. Can I ask, is it going to be a Native American drummer? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's even going to be better. I want to get some uh, Lakota language in the song, too. Oh, that would be beautiful. Awesome. Well done. Thank you, Phil. Any last thoughts before we have to let you go here this morning? Did you want to give another um, plug I'd for like time read... and date? Oh, go for it. Well... I'd like to read uh, a letter that Black Elk wrote in 1915, and it was translated in 2002. 
And looking back on it, boy, oh boy, it's just amazing. Um, so he's addressing the people, and he always says, my relatives. And he's talking about the Titanic. And this is about halfway through his letter. He says, so great rich men were alone able to do much, and poor men were able to get rich. It was because of great honors that they traveled. They said, never would the boat sink. Yes, those rich men believed it. They did not know what they would come up again. So one day they struck something, and the boat they made sank from blindness, a difficulty that came over them, and their fright was great. Beautiful. Hmm. Then he says, "Then he says, my God is near me. I am near you. He is near to me. At your cross I now stand. My song is near to me. Hmm. Yes, my relatives, take a look. In worldly honor we twitch. You pay your debts up above when you are up against something. You do not see when you are struck by something large. You wander about hmm. a ghost that will wander about and sinks. There is grave sin here. Then you will say, Lord, Lord, that's in the Bible, desire to be close to be, desire to be close to our Savior, desire to stay in our ship. So the Savior says, for poor men and sinful men, I have come. So he speaks to them. In your heart, the Savior is born for you. He is such that he has great strength. So he said, you will be given something truly the truth. So my relatives, this is what I announce. Give close attention to it. Signed, Nick Black Elk Catechist. Wow. That's wonderful. Phil, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and blessings on your Sleep in Heavenly Peace mission. Thank you. All right. God bless. Have a great day. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, folks. Time for a break, and when we come back, it's just you and I, Chris. You and me, Heather. You and I. All right. You and me. (laughs) We'll be back with more right after this. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 